and welcome to Talk Health, where you will hear real people talk about real change in their health. Because that's the name of the show. All right. Well, today I'm talking to Lee. It's actually Leila, but no one can pronounce it correctly when they read it, including myself, for the many years that I worked with her in the clinic. So embarrassing. But anyways, today we're going to talk about replacing one habit with another, the importance of balancing our eating strategy, and becoming an active participant in your health. I also want to throw it out there that the quality of the interview is spotty at times, so don't judge me. There's a lot of good stuff, so hang in there. Let's get started. I've learned to give myself choices and I've allowed myself to make the wrong choice instead of always eating healthy. Thanks for having me, Tom. Um, my name is Lee and um, I'm a very busy mother of three and I care for my special needs niece. Um, on top of that, I am constantly battling new health challenges and um, trying to improve my health for not only myself, but my family. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what are some of the things that, that you're going through now that you're trying to um, move in the right direction? So I've had, um, I got into a bad rear ending car accident about 11 years ago. And a month after that car accident, um, I had my first C-spine surgery. A year after that, I had another one. I had C4 through 6 fused three times and um, am still not fused and have other spine issues above and below. Um, that was my first huge health hurdle that I continuously go through. And then a year and a half maybe two years ago, um, I was diagnosed as being type two insulin dependent diabetic. And that gave me a whole new set of health problems. Um, you know, managing my diabetes, trying to manage my weight, um, and just, you know, trying overall to be healthy. But, um, with, with all that, there was major road hurdles. You know, I started taking the insulin and got uh, a lot of weight gain from that. Um, so I started exercising. I started walking. Um, on days that I wanted to sit on the couch and watch Netflix, instead I would put in my AirPods and I would go for a walk and put on a playlist that got me energized and got me going and enjoy the outdoors. Whether it was rain, snow, sunshine, it didn't matter. Um, just as long as I was doing something. That's a fantastic tool and, and technique. I imagine that was probably hard to, to get going and get moving. How did you go about planning something like that to take the place of, of the other habit of sitting, you know, in front of the TV and doing Netflix. What, what made you think about instead listening to something, whether or not that's a music or, or whatever, what, what brought that up? Um, I had to find something that would make me interested in doing exercise or doing anything really. Um, music 
always gets me going. You know, it doesn't matter what I need to do. If I'm going on a long drive, cleaning my house, music gets my day started. So music gives me energy and makes me want to be up doing things. Um, maybe for some people, it's the silence, you know, uh, but for me, it's definitely the music. And um, it was a hard decision, actually. And a lot of days, it's still a hard decision to make not sitting on the couch watching Netflix or sitting down um, coloring with my children. Um, and we do this as a family. Um, you know, my family is very supportive of all my medical journeys and all my weight loss journeys. So my family, um, I got them involved, um, encouraging me instead of sitting on the couch, Hey mom, let's go to the park. Let's play volleyball. Let's, um, go for a walk around the lake. Let's, you know, go for a walk down the street. Uh, and some days it's literally just down the street and right back home, but we did something instead of sitting and doing nothing. Okay, I'm already impressed. I don't know about you, but coming home after work, it is a struggle to do anything outside of the essentials. And I'll tell you something, I used to hate going for walks. We used to have three dogs, we have one now, but they're not small dogs, and they need to move their bodies. My wife would always push me to go for walks. And if you've ever seen the original Jurassic Park, where they're face-to-face -face with a T-Rex. And the paleontologist dude, Dr. Grant, is like, don't move. He can't see us if we don't move. Which is ridiculous, by the way. Tyrannosaurus Rex had incredible eyesight. But to my point, this tactic of not moving a muscle doesn't work on wives either. Just a heads up for anyone listening. But really, thank goodness it doesn't, because now that walk is just something we do in the evenings. The whole family. So anyways, having the mindset to not just sit down and relax in front of the TV is amazing. And yes, having the family or friends or community there to push you in the right direction is crucial. Trust me. What did that conversation look like when you were talking to your, your family or your kids? What, how did that get brought up to, to, to help mom with, with what she's going through? Like, encouraging sure. you to do that what that look like sure sure so my children are older um they're 17 15 and 13 and we discuss a lot of things as a family so i was very comfortable going to my children and saying look i'm not feeling comfortable i'm i don't fit my clothes anymore i don't feel good about myself i always hurt i'm always tired i'm always this or i'm always that and i said i need help i need your guys' support um, instead of allowing me to sit on the couch and do nothing uh, because I might be in pain or my blood sugars might be low or high or whatever the situation is, I need you guys to help me become more healthy. So eating healthy together as a family. Um, on the weekends, we go for walks. We do things outdoors instead of being in the house because, you know, the, the, the week is really busy. Kids have school, you have work. Um, you know, amongst a million other things you got to do during the week. And when the weekend comes, all we want to do naturally is just stay in the house and sit on the couch and just relax because, oh my gosh, we got to do it all over again come Monday. So I told my children, I started out with a reward system. If, if they would help me 
you know, to become more active and I could reach a goal weight of 200 pounds. I was 215 pounds when I started my journey. Um, if I could, if I could reach 200 pounds, we'll go to the movies and they can have whatever they want for a snack. Um, you know, that motivated them to help me. So then it became a game every morning. My children would say, mom, how much do you weigh? Are you there yet? Are you there yet? And that motivated me because their enthusiasm kept me going. Wow. Did you, did you just come up with that? Like how well, did, what, what made you think of, of that? Sort of. Um, I'm very, I'm very close to all three of my children and I have to stay excited about something and enthusiastic about something. And who is better than your children to keep you enthused? They're full of energy. They're full of life. They want to do things. They want to experience things. They want to see things. And that gets me excited. And that gets me motivated to want to go out and do things instead of, you know, staying in the house. That's, that is awesome. And so, yeah, like you said, you know, the, the weekdays are, are pretty challenging. The weekends, you know, you really taken this on is there anything during those busy weekdays that that you have found um is or that you've done that is helping move the needle a little bit i know it's kind of crazy um, oh yeah what's going on there oh yeah absolutely so um you know when i would go to work and you know i have a job at walmart i'm a stalker which means that, you know, I stock the shelves, I move pallets, I unload trucks. I'm very, very active and um, at work. And instead of even being a diabetic, instead of drinking that soda, I started drinking a lot more water. Um, I would always make sure that I have a snack, um, you know, a healthy snack. I love bananas. I love grapes. Um, so those kind of became my go-to snacks at work. And then, you know, really just eating healthy, Tom, uh, you know, trying to change my eating habits um, instead of standing there looking at a soda, maybe I can look at a bottle of water and say, I need to drink that instead of the soda. All right. I'm hearing several things here that have helped move Lee towards her goals. And a huge piece is recruiting her family to help encourage her. It became a game. There's nothing better than a game to keep it fun. If you remember episode three, Ruth made a game out of exercising with her son, who is also her accountability partner. And this theme keeps popping up. It's this type of accountability, having someone or someones to keep you going when you'd rather not, that really seems to be a big part of success. When going through this process and trying to figure out for you as an individual, what's what's helping with the sugars and what's helping with your health journey how did how did you go about figuring that out what were there some trial and errors <laughs> there was so many trial and errors i've spent my whole life you know eating whatever i want whenever i wanted and i didn't have to worry about blood sugars being high or now my blood sugars are low or um, i didn't have to worry about poking my finger you know life was carefree but as we get older our bodies change a lot as do we. So we change with our bodies. But um, what I started doing was allowing myself said, okay, if I eat healthy six days a week, 
I can have that one day a week where I can have some carbs. Maybe I can have a small slice of pie or a small scoop of ice cream. So I didn't, I, I didn't allow myself to not have those good rewards, those sweet rewards that, you know, our brain says, Hey, I want this or, Ooh, this is better instead of eating the healthier alternative. So I didn't deprive myself of a reward for being good all week. And then what happens eventually is that you don't crave those carbs. You don't crave the sugars. You don't, you don't even want them. You just stop craving them. And, and when you do eat them, it kind of, it might upset your tummy or it might make your body feel bad because you're throwing your body out of whack after feeding it all this good fuel versus that bad fuel. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so here, here's what I'm hearing. And you tell me if this is accurate. So, so you found that, that carbs and sugar, things that maybe you were going to previously for um, dessert or, uh, you know, if you're stressed or, or something like that, things like that. Um, you, you didn't say, well, I'm not having none of this. I'm going to, I'm going to do the majority of time. I'm going to do what I know is going to serve my health goals, but I'm not going to deprive myself. And at least once, once, you know, a week, I'm going to be able to do this. And then over time, your body started telling you that, okay, I'm actually, I don't even want this. So what else can we do? Is that, am I getting that? Yes. Yes. I think it's really important when someone tries to go on a health, health journey of changing their diet, losing weight, that you don't deprive yourself of those comfort foods, those comfort foods that we've all come to know, know and love, whether it be a soda or some ice cream or, oh my goodness, a baked potato. Those were my downfalls. I love baked potatoes, but they're very heavy in carbs. Instead, you can change it out with We've made um, cauliflower potatoes. You know, they're a little mashed, but you, it's still the same concept. And you really don't know you're eating cauliflower. I'm not saying to go and, and throw away all the junk food in your refrigerator. I don't, for me, that wasn't an option because I wanted to hold on to those comfort foods. Um, but by rewarding myself, for being healthy. So, you know, three days last week, I went for a walk around the lake with my children and the dogs. Um, and then we came home and we had a healthy snack with some uh, celery and um, celery and some apples. And my kids like to dip that in peanut butter. Sometimes I do, you know, a little healthy reward or unhealthy reward, but um, to not deprive yourself of sweet treats. I, for me, was the key to my success. Another great point. When you're going about this change process, many of us, myself included, and in fact, it's probably the biggest barrier that I face is this all or nothing attitude. Whatever the behavior change, I'm going all in and not going to quote unquote cheat. It's super discouraging when you don't meet these lofty self-imposed goals, even if the majority of the time you're doing great, you're going to still feel unfulfilled and end up beating yourself up about it. It's this shift in mindset to smaller steps forward that may be helpful. Give yourself some grace because it's about progress, not perfection. And I'm saying this mostly to myself because I still struggle with this so hard. 
My struggles exercise. If I can't put aside 30 to 45 minutes, I feel like, what's the point? What I'm trying to do is even the days when I feel like I'm not going to have much time, I'll work in a single set of push-ups or squats, which often turns into several sets throughout the day. But I'm still struggling. Just like those kids in Jurassic Park would have been if it were more realistic. There is no way they would have made it to the end. T-Rex, raptors, and not velociraptors, which are actually the size of turkeys. Not very scary. But Deinonychus, a type of raptor which are, are big and smart and terrifying. Yeah, good luck, kids. But that's enough of that. Let's get back to Leila. Maybe with some background music to set the tone. Yeah, let's try that. It's, it's hard, though, right? It's hard making those changes. And, and we're still trying to shift this, um, this mindset of, okay, what is healthy for me as an individual? Because that's going to be variable, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you just dropped everything that you were eating today that you've been eating and been comfortable with your entire life, you're not going to be successful um, because you're depriving yourself. You're, you're dropping all those bad habits and you're trying to incorporate something healthy into, into uh, your life and you're not going to be successful. Maybe for a little while, maybe for a month, month and a half, and then you're going to go right back. But if you slowly take it away, after a while, you don't even know that it's missing because now you've created a new healthy habit. Well, tell me, when going through this process, because you're, you're deep in it, um, yes. you're doing some fantastic stuff. What, in the beginning, what were some mistakes that, that you were making that you, you were thinking like, okay, that, I've got to figure out a way around this. This is happening too often. What are some mistakes that were going on? So when I first, um, especially with my diabetes, when I first found out that I was insulin dependent, type two insulin dependent diabetic, um, I went my whole life just eating a candy bar. I was hungry. I'd go get a Snickers. Um, I was thirsty. I'd go get a Pepsi or a Mountain Dew. Um, those were the mistakes that I kept making and I couldn't understand why, you know, I was checking my blood sugars, like the endocrinologist told me to, uh, you know, three, four times a day. Um, but my blood sugars were still spiking and I didn't understand why, because I had been eating X, Y, Z my entire life and it never affected me. It never made me, you know, have to second guess what I'm putting into my body. Um, I will say that after a while, you get tired of feeling tired, groggy, not feeling good because maybe your blood sugars are out of whack. Uh, maybe they're running extremely low and you just, you are very lethargic. Um, eat a banana, get up and go for a walk. Those cravings go away. You know, um, I, I really had to think, change my way of thinking because there was a lot of trips to the, to the hospital, a lot of trips because I didn't feel good because I wasn't eating healthy because that's what I've eaten my whole life. So why should I change how I'm eating now? But when I did finally change what I was eating and figured out that I was feeling better, 
by eating healthier and doing more healthy activities instead of lazy activities, meaning just sitting on the couch or laying in my bed, scrolling through my phone, I was getting up and I was actively participating in my health instead of having physicians and doctors and specialties telling me what was wrong with me and what I needed to do. Now I'm a participant in making myself healthy. Whoa, this is so important. We often get caught in this trap of putting all the power into the hands of our healthcare practitioners. But when you're ready, feeling curious, and maybe have some questions, this opens the door to a different kind of support. It allows you to take on a bigger role in your health, and this can truly be life-changing. Make no mistake, there is nobody out there that knows more about your body than you do. And your body can do some amazing things to get itself back into a rhythm when sent the right signals. But, as you know, life will not make it easy. How are you going about planning? So what does the planning stage look like? You, How do you prepare for those roadblocks that, that you know, it's life, life is inevitable. How, how do you right. plan on those things coming up? So I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you, Tom. I don't plan for those. Um, and I'll tell you why, because you can't plan life. So <laughs> true. Um, when those roadblocks happen, we're, we're given a choice, you know, maybe I had planned this, you know, baked salmon dinner with, um, zucchini noodles or something, you know, something super healthy with, you know, a blueberry salad or something. Um, maybe I planned on making that for the kids when they got home, but I picked them up and, you know, all of a sudden we need to go to the store and now we need to go here because they need shoes for volleyball or whatever sport they're doing. So yeah, life gets busy. And if we end up eating out, I weigh my options. I, I can either eat that cheeseburger that is staring at me in the face from the menu, or I can go get the healthier option and eat the salad and have a glass of water, or maybe I'll occasionally have a power aid to give something with flavor, um, or I'll put a lemon in my water to change up the flavor or something. Um, you, you always have a choice and it's what you choose. It's very easy to go through a McDonald's drive-through or a Taco Bell drive-through and order just something that looks really good, but it's kind of, I call it the fake fullness. You mm. eat it because you're so hungry and you scarf it down because you're in a hurry and that's all you have time for. And then you're full. Yes, but it's a fake full. It's a really heavy full. It sits heavy in your stomach. Um, and then maybe you don't feel good after you eat it because it was really heavy carbs or it was just super unhealthy. It was a lot of sugar. So it gives you that fake fullness. But if you sit down and order the salad, you're not going to feel like that. And I'm not saying you have to eat a salad every time you go out or life gets busy, but I've just, I've learned to give myself choices and I've allowed myself to make the wrong choice instead of always eating healthy. Um, occasionally I will have a milkshake a small milkshake. I don't need the large milks, milkshake. So if I'm really craving it and it's been craving for a while, allow yourself to have those guilty pleasures. You don't have to have the super large one. You can have the small one and still satisfy that craving. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Such great advice. 
Yes, that is such great advice. And I have to highlight the importance of what was just said. I've allowed myself to make the wrong choice. This is huge. This removes the shame that is so often tied to quote-unquote failing or cheating. And I feel like this should almost be a prerequisite to starting any behavior change. Allow yourself to make the wrong choice. All right, let's get back in. Stress and, and lack of sleep are two things that I know are going to impact how well, how good of decisions I am making, right? So, right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, what have you, what have you found? Like, what is, what are the things that are going to alter that, you know, that decision making in the direction where you maybe don't want to go? Well, it's it's always, it, you know, as parents, we we live for our children. Yes, we go to work, we pay the bills, but our children you know, are involved in school activities. There's birthday parties they want to go to. There's after school events they want to go to. And as parents, you know, we want to make sure that they get to enjoy these things as young people, right? So I always think about how good it makes me feel to make somebody else happy. So like my children, they really do keep me going. And life gets extremely chaotic and busy when you have have children. So I think for me, um, you know, Tom, I, I just, I really think it's just my children keeping me busy and knowing how good I feel when I get up and I go to the track meet or the volleyball game instead of, I'm, I'm really tired. I'm just going to drop you off long week and call me when you're done and good luck kind of thing. Um, making that healthy decision to get up and get out and do something, whether it's for my children, whether it's for myself. Yes, it's hard. And a lot of times I don't want to do it, but I feel so much more better and alive and energetic when I just get up and do it. So remembering how I feel after I do something that I know is extremely healthy for me and would be better than sitting in my house or, you know, laying down in my comfortable bed. Um, I just feel like for me, the reward is just knowing how good I'm going to feel afterwards. And that takes a lot of, I want to say a lot of work because we're creatures of habit. We just want to sit around and relax um, when we're tired instead of going for a walk or doing something active, maybe throwing the ball for the dogs or whatever it may be. Um, But what really helps me is just remembering how good I feel. And I always feel good after I do something active, even if I'm dog tired and I just want to sleep. Reflecting on how you're going to feel afterwards is a great way to overcome the sensation of uh, not today or the classic I'll start again tomorrow or Monday. Remember, though, it's important to listen to your body. So if you actually are tired, take a break. You shouldn't have to feel bad about that. But if you think this is your mind slipping back into what's comfortable and familiar, which is very common, and you're really trying to push through, think about that feeling that you're going to get afterwards. It's great advice from Lee. So let's hear more. Even if 
it's just two blocks, two blocks, a block there and a block back home, you're going to feel really accomplished about yourself. And those feelings are what keep you going and keep you wanting more and to do better and, you know, to improve more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. So at the beginning of all this, all right, what do you wish you had known when you first started, like before all this, you know, what, what was something that now you wish you would have known? So I, I honestly wish that I would have known um, how good I would have, I, I, I feel by changing my lifestyle instead of living in misery, living in misery with my pain, with my diabetes and my weight gain. Um, I, I, I wish that instead of writing out that prescription saying, here, maybe if you try, I don't know, swimming in the swimming pool instead of sitting in the hot tub at your gym, um, you know, you're, you're, you're burning calories. So try that instead, instead of here's a pain pill for your, you know, your pain or, oh, we got to up your insulin again because your blood sugars aren't stable. I, I wish that I would have had more support, but that's kind of a two-way street because once I started opening up to my physicians and everybody that was involved in my care, um, some people wouldn't listen. They just didn't have the time and that's okay. But there's going to be that one person that is going to listen to you and is going to give you that tidbit of information that you need to kick your hiney in high gear so that you can feel good about yourself. You can feel accomplished. You, you can take that knowledge and you can incorporate it into your life or you can tweak it to however it needs to fit into your life. Um, that's the one thing that I wished I would have known. Okay. So we're bringing it back, becoming a participant in your health journey, taking back the reins, asking the questions, and then getting the support. As Lee says, it may take a minute to find someone that will take the time to dig in with you. But don't give up. It's your care and you, you have a say in it. She also states that she wished she would have known how good she could feel having made some changes to push herself towards her health goals. It's like, you know, being on a helicopter flying away from the ruins of Jurassic Park, knowing how lucky you are that it's just a movie and not reality because you probably would not have made it out. Let's be real. All right, what does being an active participant in your health journey look like and feel like? I felt really good. I felt alive. I felt accomplished. Um, but that's also the hardest part because you hit roadblocks um, and then it makes you want to give up. But those roadblocks are temporary and I just bulldozed through them. Um, and I was very open about my journey with people and I would ask friends for advice or I would ask my doctors for advice, my parents, my children. I, I, I would ask anybody and everybody for advice when I would hit a roadblock and I might stop for a minute, but eventually I would bulldoze through it and I'm on to the next hurdle. Lee, you know, thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah, this thanks for having this, me. No, this has been incredible. Um, you know, we're going to be be back next week to talk with you uh, about the other side of this, which is chronic pain. 
um, and, and what yeah. really that journey has looked like as well. But you, you've just dropped so many knowledge bombs here and so much um, great insights. But yeah, I just want to say thanks. Thank you for having me, Tom. I appreciate all your knowledge that you've shared with me over the years. And um, I think it finally worked because I, I took everything to heart, not only that you've shared with me, uh, but you know, other physicians as well and friends. And um, so thank you for having me. There was so much good advice in this episode. Make sure to go back, listen again. I guarantee you're gonna find something that you might've missed the first go around. But let's sum it up. What did we learn today? My biggest takeaways were these. Reflecting on how good you will feel after a particular action is completed helps motivate you towards initiating that action. Next, when you're feeling ready, become an active participant in your health journey and find the support that you will need along the way. Finally, my favorite part of our conversation, give yourself permission to make the wrong choice. Take away the shame of perfection. Give yourself grace. All right. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Leila. I think I'm saying it right now. If I'm not, call me out. I want to know. All right. I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoy Talk Health, please help me spread the word by sharing this episode with your friends and family and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps to rate and review the show. So please do that. And if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to subscribe. Also, join the private Facebook page where you're going to find resources and tools to help you on your health journey. But more importantly, you'll get the support of our community so we can all help each other make real change. Just search Talk Health Community on Facebook and request to join. I'll see you there. Finally, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose or treat any disease. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye. I cooked some pulled pork. Oh, oh! how do you do yes. that? How, what's, your, what's your method? I slow roast it in the oven for eight hours on like 150. Uh-huh. And then when you take it out, it just falls apart. And then I add seasoning, no sauces, just kind of some seasoning to give it flavor. Nice. All right.